Hi everyone, I'm Ashton Jones and this is Home is Where the Health is. This podcast brings you the latest news on progress and innovation in the home-based healthcare space in association with Compassis. At the end of the day, every person deserves to be cared for with compassion. Whether they're recovering at home, dealing with a serious illness, or nearing the end of life, and in the place they call home no less. That's why every month we feature different subject matter experts. We dive deep into how their work is improving home-based healthcare for patients. In today's episode, we're discussing operational and clinical excellence, as well as promoting women in leadership with our guest Molly Hayslip, Home Health Senior Vice President of Operations at Compassus. And don't miss Molly's touching personal story about the patient experience that changed the course of her career. There's all that and more coming up on Home is Where the Health is. Hey everyone, welcome back to Home is Where the Health is. We're so glad that you decided to tune in today because we have a bright and accomplished guest on the podcast, Home Health Senior Vice President of Operations at Compassus, Molly Hayslip. Molly, thank you for being here this morning. How are you doing? I am great. I'm so grateful to be here with you, Ashton, on this podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, once again, it's great to have you here. I want to start off today's episode like we always do and just get a little bit more information about you and your background. So before we even go into the professional side, what are some things that people need to know about you personally? Great question. I am married to my high school sweetheart. We have four beautiful, grown, graduated college children. Oh. We have three elderly dogs at home. And um, many people know about my beloved Big Steve. He is actually my father's dog. When he passed in 2019, I did inherit him. He's a tiny (laughs) chihuahua. He is not big, but he has a big personality. Yes, they always do. <laughs> so uh, my children, my uh, my pets, and my husband are my biggest fans, and really could not be successful in my career without the support of them. Did you always know that you wanted to be in the healthcare space? Yes, I've, I knew from a very early age. At the age of nine, I was volunteering at the nursing home. I think it's volunteering. I was voluntold. Voluntold. <laughs> <laughs> I would go with um, my mom. During the summer at night, she worked third shift. Matter of fact, this is the first time in my life that she hasn't worked third shift. But I worked with an incredible, amazing group of CNAs that took me under their wing. I did a lot of laundry. I passed out uh, ice and I put call lights on pillows. I uh, carried the little red wagon around with the library books, and I also passed out the mail, and in some cases read the mail to our residents, and fell in love with being there and caring for those those patients and mm-hmm. and the people that I worked with. So I knew very early on. So how did you find yourself in the home-based care space specifically? Because that is different than what you saw for yourself, you know, starting out at the age of nine. Right. So at 17, I actually, in high school, became a CNA and worked at the nursing home. Once I left there, I went to another company and became a private duty CNA. So that was really my first stint in caring for people in their home. From there, 
I was able to grow my career into an operational uh, growth sales type situation with a hospice company. Mm. And so that was really the beginning of my home-based journey. And I've been there ever since for the last 20 plus years. That's awesome. Can you tell us what brings you the most fulfillment from a day on the job? Yeah, it's the care moments and the share moments that I get to be a part of every single day. While I'm not doing direct patient care, I get to hear the moments that we share with our patients and families, the celebrations, the smiles of my my caregiving team, that sense of pride that they feel right. that I see. When I'm able to experience those things and then give of myself and being of service to those that are that are doing that caregiving, it really does fill my cup so that I can continue to uh, pour into others. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and jump into our first main topic of the day. I want to start off by talking about clinical and operational excellence in our home health programs because we've seen so much positive growth. So Molly, as a leader, what have you noticed? We are meeting in many cases exceeding top quartile results in our industry. We're seeing that access to care is increasing across all markets. Our teammate engagement scores across all lines of business have improved in all 37 areas of our engagement survey. There, There is definitely a direct correlation between the growth and access to care we've created, but also our quality scores celebrating some of the highest in the country. And with our retention results, especially post pandemic, we're seeing those engagement scores and all of those things work in harmony together for what we are experiencing right now. Well, in our May episode, when we had Jeff Marsh, Chief Growth Officer at Compasses on, he touched briefly on how our home health star ratings were really seeing a significant increase in the last few years. So what are some of the key factors or practices that you believe have played a pivotal role in achieving that improvement? There are really three key factors that have contributed to the level of excellence we've achieved. Mm-hmm. It's our focus on building our clinical capabilities, right. attracting and retaining top talent, and then fostering an engagement of every single member of our team. We know that each member of our team makes a unique contribution, and that's best achieved through our culture of care for who I am. So to achieve excellence, you definitely have to have a great team, of course. So how does Compassus attract, engage, and retain top talent? I do indeed have a great team. (laughs) By leaning in on who we are through that care for who I am culture, that level of engagement with our clinician really resonates and attaches purpose to their contributions through the work they do in our communities. We are learning more and more every day Our culture is our strongest value proposition. Mm -hmm. Our clinical quality scores are also growing. We're keeping more and more patients successful at home. This builds trust and confidence in our abilities to retain that top talent and attract even more. And what are some of the ways you're investing in your team or even the way that the company is investing in home health care as a whole? Sure. We have created a clinical ladder that our clinicians can participate in that will expand their knowledge base and their earning potential. Hmm. We started this last October, and I'm proud to say that this October, we're actually expanding the ladder to our therapist, and it will be called Therapy Ladder. 
These ladders really allow our clinicians and therapists to move higher and higher in their own development at their own pace, and it provides significant opportunities for them to not only expand their knowledge, but develop their leadership skill set. They get to teach. They learn how to present. This personal and professional development really creates that, that teammate cohort, and it it improves the capabilities that they have, but it's right. really warming up the bench so that we have leaders on board and ready to take on as we continue to increase our access and to patient care and grow. Yeah, definitely. Um, and looking at the opposite side, you know, transitioning from talking about internally to then externally, what are some of the big advantages of home health care for our patients? Ashton, I think the biggest advantage for the patients in home health isn't just the quality of care that they receive, but it's really about the expanded continuum of care that can create that seamless transition from hospital-based care to home-based care. Hmm. This is especially true when we're partnered with a healthcare system where patients can experience the convenience of recovering in a familiar surrounding while still receiving that appropriate medical attention and support. Also, where their families can be active participants in their recovery. So what opportunities do you believe there are in the home health care space in the future? That could be five years, 10 years, or even more into the future. The home health space is likely to see significant um, advancements in the coming years due to technological advancements, just the shift in the population that we see, and then preferences for patients to be at home. Right. Advances in, in telehealth technology will allow healthcare providers to remotely monitor those patients and their health conditions and provide consultations. This is really going to improve access to healthcare, especially for those who are in remote or underserved areas. Mm-hmm. The aging population in and of itself will create a, a huge growing demand for our services. We are seeing that silver tsunami happen now. I can't wait to see care coordination platforms occur so that this, the integrated platforms where patients can connect to caregivers, can connect to other health care professionals, it's going to help facilitate better communication, collaboration, hmm. coordination of care plans, ultimately improving patient outcomes. There's so many things that I missed, but that's what really the future is going to hold for us. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break from our main discussion to share a story with you. And the reason we want to spend a little time on a single story is because when you're looking at the big picture, it's so easy to forget about all the people who are really impacted by this work. And at the end of the day, it's all about changing a life. So before we get started, I did ask Molly to come prepared with a story for all of you, something that has really impacted her both professionally and personally. Molly, you told me that your story is about a patient experience that had such a profound impact on you that it really changed the entire course of your professional journey. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it happened um, as when I was a CNA in high school. And just so happened I was working for uh, my mom that night. She was our, <laughs> she was our lead uh, charge nurse, and she knew something that I didn't. We were taking care of a gentleman who had been a farmer in our community for all his life. He had diabetes and had he was a double amputee. Both of his legs were gone, and he was very precious to me. And 
sometime in the middle of my shift, and again, it's third shift, so it's the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. It's probably 3 a.m. She says, hey, I need you to go in and stay with him for a little while. I was a little annoyed because I had things to do. And I said, why? He's fine. She goes, no, go on in and just, just hang out and see what you can do for him. And I'm standing in the hallway across from the nurse's station looking mm-hmm. at her, and no one was coming. He was dying. He was actively dying, and his son wasn't on the way. And when I entered his room, he, that was the first thing he asked me. He said, is, is my son coming? And I didn't really know what to say. And I said, you know, he's, he might be on his way. I'm not really sure. What can I do for you? And he asked me to hold his hand. And I remember thinking to myself, this is the roughest little hand I have ever touched. And I held his hand for the next two hours. And he died. But I was with him. So it was the first time that I realized that I have all these patients that I care for every day. Yeah. And there wasn't hospice in our building. We didn't have it at the time. So when I did learn about hospice and the focus on people not dying alone, mm-hmm. it was it really changed the course of my career and what I wanted to do and how I ended up in hospice in the first place and home-based care, rather, now that I'm in leading home health, but this gentleman changed my life, and it was the first time that I had experienced a good death. Um, he was not alone, and he was very grateful to me. And we, we spent the time talking. I, I really didn't know at the time that he was that going to pass on that quickly. Mm-hmm. I later learned that once a person gets very relaxed and they feel good about where they are, they can choose to go. And he chose to go with me holding his hand. Well, I know that he really appreciated your kindness. And I, I can tell how much that story has impacted you just from seeing you tell it. But I'm really grateful that you were willing to share it, even though it is very emotional. It really is. But I wouldn't change anything because it changed my life. Well, let's go ahead and continue our discussion with a topic that I know Molly is passionate about, and that's advancing career and leadership opportunities for women at Compassus. In fact, Molly played a key role in setting up a women in leadership panel at the home office recently, and it had such a great response rate that we had to find a bigger space to hold everyone. So Molly, where does your passion stem from? Yeah, in my career, I've been led by mostly men, and my passion comes from my personal experiences with that. So in a company with 80% women, I thought, maybe we're missing something with the fact that we need to get these women ready for future leadership positions, especially with the explosive growth in our healthcare space. I wanted to really create a platform for self-development and mentoring for women interested in leadership so we could really share our collective experiences and our knowledge. I want women supporting women. Yes. So instead of being in competition with one another, we could really grow our collective skills and make ourselves really indispensable 
as well as creating some really great future leaders. Yeah, well, it's true that women face different challenges in the workplace. And so how would you say that some of those challenges are unique? Well, I believe that we can have it all. (laughs) However, many people believe that work-life balance is a thing, and it's not. Because balance suggests that things are equal. So I like to say work-life harmony. Because some days your work will take you on in ways that your family dinner may be you ordering a pizza (laughs) and you need to finish up that report or you need to have that conversation. I think sometimes, you know, as leaders, especially, you know, with my children being grown, Mm -hmm. especially for younger leaders, we make it look easy because we don't have the same uh, types of of things. We don't have diapers or daycare that are going to keep us or a sick child So I think that with how families are changing and how any caregiver is doing double duty, taking care of a family and having a career in leadership, I think that having mentors and opportunities for self-development is so important for our future. Right, for sure. So as we said, Compass's workforce is made up of mostly women, actually more than 80% women, and we were recently recognized as one of Newsweek's greatest workplaces for women. So how does that impact an organization? I was elated to learn that we were recognized by Newsweek as greatest workplaces for women, but I'm not surprised. Our focus and the work we've done in inclusion, diversity, equity, and acceptance, powered by belonging, really does reinforce the focus that we've had for women in the workplace. How would you describe your leadership style, and what do you think it means to be an effective leader in this space? Authenticity. I'm authentic. I think it requires a great amount of vulnerability. I think that those things build trust I'm constantly learning new ways to be more effective, but I am really at my best when I'm practicing that vulnerability with my team. I don't have all of the answers. And in that connection, it it does come across in a very genuine way and never insincere. And I think that sometimes when we have to make decisions, it can come off uh, as insincere. Hmm. Those shared experiences and navigating difficult you know, situations really humanizes leadership when you're able to say, hey, this is what I went through once. I believe you've got to be willing to admit that trying to please people is really selfishness in disguise. Hmm. One could say I'm very direct, yet I'm approachable. And I really wouldn't want to be any different. Who I am at work is who I am at home. And I think that lends itself to why I am effective in my role is because I can relate to every person on our team. So as we come to a close, Molly, what message do you want to leave our audience with today? Integrated home-based care will continue to evolve and Compassus will continue to not only monitor those trends and shifts, but each colleague will be an active citizen and participate in the advocacy that will support the communities that we serve by creating a greater access to care in a way that people want it at home. We're gonna continue to invest in innovation that creates efficiency, and we will continue to invest in the growth and development of our leaders for the future. And I think that's the most important thing that I can say is that 
the focus on now and in the future is what really sets us apart. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Home is Where the Health Is. Today, we talked about clinical and operational excellence and the importance of leadership development opportunities for women in the workforce. Molly, I want to thank you for being our guest and sharing such insightful information on home health excellence and the programs that are in motion for women at Compassus. For our listeners, we hope you found today's topics interesting and informative. We want to cover the content you want to hear. Do you have an idea for a future episode? Go ahead and send it to communications at compassus.com. If you like today's episode and you're listening on a streaming service, go ahead and give us a like and a follow, and be sure to tune in next month for another in-depth discussion on innovation in the home-based healthcare space with one of our experts. Until then, this is Ashton Jones with Home is Where the Health Is. Thanks for listening.